Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back cut, Gordon Hayward to the rim. Rock the Casbah! Alley-oop, slam dunk, G-time! You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz. Live edition, Thursday, November 10th. Coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Where the Utah Jazz get ready to play the Magic tomorrow after losing to Charlotte last night. We'll break down the loss by the Jazz to the Hornets. We'll look at Hayward and Hood. A make or miss league. A bunch of favors go bear numbers and a lot of other little items around the NBA. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. I'm hoping that this is going live and getting out there and going to be able to interact with you. I think it is actually working. I've switched devices, uh, and it does look like it's working on the locked on, on the Facebook page of uh, David Locke. So thanks very much for tuning in. Today's edition, a live Thursday edition, and we want to get your interaction, your questions, and what you have to say on the show. It's no different than it used to be in the old days. It's me hanging out with you, having a cup of coffee. I'm not drinking that evil brand. I brought my own. I made my own. So this is Locked on Jazz, daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Glad to be with you. Uh, it's part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on NBA has a great show right now uh, with the coach. A lot of super thoughts. He has a lot on George Hill and others. Uh, and then today, Roland Lazenby, who is the uh, author of Jordan's uh, book, Phil Jackson's book, and now the new book, Showboat, about Kobe, will be on Lockdown NBA. So that's available for you. The Lockdown NBA pod of the day is Lockdown Kings. They have Sam Amick and Ramona Shelburne on. Lockdown NFL, Matt Williamson runs down on the top. So that's a lot of stuff uh, for you. Today's show, as Thursday shows are, is brought to you by uh, our good friends at Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, Shamrock Auto Group bringing you today's show and as well as by SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Always giving you the best place uh, to get your uh, tickets for any event. Uh, I was debating whether we are going to do pins across the world, and we are still going to do pins across the world uh, because that's what we do. But also on uh, Periscope, when we do this, we have to jump in right away and grab your questions. And on Facebook, we don't because the, the questions will come in. So please remember to submit your questions. Let me know. Uh, what questions do you have about the Jazz? That's a huge part of today's show is that interaction. Let's go to Clay Christiansen. I grew up and still live in the Salt Lake area, currently in West Jordan. I've been listening to you since you were on the radio. You are always my favorite radio host and when sad when you left the radio. No, you weren't. This was good. Uh, then about a year ago, I discovered podcasts, and your podcast was one of the first ones I started listening to. See? All good. Uh, my Jazz fandom started when they first came to Salt Lake. I was still young at the time, but I remember the announcement of the news the Jazz were coming. I really started to follow the team closely about the time that Hornacek joined the team. Yeah, they started winning. Front runner? Just kidding, Clay. Uh, I was a big fan of John and Carl. I did a couple of opportunities to meet Carl in person, but never met John. I used to make canvas boat covers. Oh, cool. And I got to work on the boat that Carl bought 
uh, just after he won the gold medal in the 92 Olympics, he had won gold painted on the back. It was a fun opportunity, I still remember. He used to watch the games on TV when they were in KJAZ. I don't have cable TV, so I don't get to watch much anymore, so I count on you. I show you keep up the date what's going on. I do manage to make it to a few games and really enjoy the opportunity. Thanks for all your work. That is Clay Christiansen in West Jordan. Thanks. Awesome. You can send me your pin across the world at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock at 09 at gmail.com. Let me just send out one tweet. Locked on Jazz live on Facebook is working today. Uh, So there. Uh, Join in. There we go. Uh, all right, good. So then people can submit their questions and get it going. All right, let's get to our tip-off story of the day. It's the Jazz lost uh, yesterday to uh, Charlotte. Jumped out early, played the first quarter really well. Two-point lead heading in the fourth, and then uh, Charlotte was just better uh, down the stretch. You know, lot, losing, not having George Hill, definitely uh, a part of it. Charlotte's good. Charlotte's really good. They're top ten offensive and and top ten defensive team. Uh, you know, honestly, when you just kind of look at this game, and I know this is. This is such a kind of boring way to look at it, but it's a make-or-miss league. And yesterday that was the case more than any game probably uh, that I've seen. The The Jazz yesterday uh, had the most amount of open looks they've had in any game, all uncontested looks they've had in any game all year. They had 45 uncontested looks. And they made 17. They shot 37.8% on uncontested looks. They've shot 42% for the season. You go knock down two more of those uncontested looks. You're up six. You're up. The game's different. You win. Is that the difference between having Shelvin Mack and George Hill? Probably a little bit. Is that also the difference between Shelvin Mack's passes? Not, maybe. I mean, Shelvin Mack's a nice player who's done a good job for the Jazz. He's, I don't think anyone thinks he's a top starting point guard in the NBA. Uh, he's, he's great backup, great heart, plays fabulously tough physical talented starting top 20 point guard and when i say starting i kind of mean top 20 i don't think so uh you know he probably does but i'm not sure and so in a lot of ways that's uh you know that's what is he he, he's got i don't want to beat him up but he's got limitations not george hill but you know that's why he's been released a few times and things like that and that's why uh you know i think that's why they they fell last night i mean it's it's you know, I, I hate to just go with that. Is oh well, we didn't have our guy, but in Charlotte, top four or five team in the Eastern Conference, play him down the wire, lead most of the way. Uh, if you were to win that without George Hill, it'd be insane. And they uh, they didn't have it. So defensively, it mattered. Offensively, it mattered. Uh, the other one it reminded me watching last night is the burden that not having George Hill really is on Hayward and Hood. And suddenly what they were asked to do last night to get the ball off the court and to, to relieve that pressure and to, to pick up some of those things and and they had to do that all of last year, and it was really interesting to see them have to go through that for a day uh, in a manner that we haven't had to see them uh, do in a little while. So uh, that was, you know, with George Hill, they get to play off the ball, and they and they look a little bit more comfortable uh, in, in that game. Uh, it was an interesting game also, if you didn't catch it, to kind of geek out with the various matchups. Uh, Charlotte kept going to five shooters, five, five out. And forcing the Jazz to try to adjust to that. Uh, at one point, Quinn went big against it. At other points, things. But when they have Kaminsky and Haas, they don't rebound much, but they're all the way out. And then they rebound really well. 
I thought there was one interesting thing, by the way. I thought the Jazz offensive rebound kick out to three was more prominent than I've seen uh, them have in the past. So I thought that was that was an interesting little aspect uh, that they seem to be integrating that, which I think is one of the great plays uh, in the league. I'm not. They shot 41 percent of their shots as threes last night. I'm not concerned by that at all. Uh, I like that actually. I think you want to be. Uh, I think the Jazz kind of internal number is 25 threes they want a game. Uh, I, I like to talk about percentage of shots. The league average is, I think, going to be at 31, 32 this year. I would like us to be at 35. So if you have a few nights at 41, then you have a few nights at 41. And when you have 45 uncontested looks, you know, usually usually you're going to make those 55% of our shots last night were uncontested. Maybe to that point we're going away from the defense. That's a tough matchup. I mean, Charlotte has Kemba Walker, who's a good on-ball defender, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and Nicholas Batum. There's not a lot of wing defenders that uh, you're going to be able to have that are going to be any tougher than than that for the Jazz to be able to handle on a given night. So that's, that's an interesting uh, matchup for the Jazz and probably as difficult a one as they'll have on this road trip. Now Orlando and Miami come, and maybe you can maybe you can go get both of those. Uh, Gordon Hayward looks just brilliant, and the game just looks easy. I mean, he's just really good right now. Uh, dropped 29 again last night. Uh, he, he only went over, if you look back at last year, he only went over 30, I think, seven or eight times last year. So for what he's kind of his early and this is you're seeing him one game with George Hill where he kind of went off and then you know he's only gotten to play with George for one game uh so far this year but when you you look at his early work here 28 20 and 29 the two nights he's played 35 minutes he's been up at 28 points a game five boards seven boards seven boards uh, the one night he plays with George Hill, he has no assists. The nights he plays without George Hill, he's had five and four assists back to carrying the entire load for this team. His three-point shooting has not clicked in yet. He's five of 18 from three. But what's jumping out to me is the point total. So if you go back to last year and look at his point total, uh, he, he didn't jack up 28 points very often. Uh, in fact, if I... Uh, oh, actually, I don't think I can't. Yeah, I run the search right here. Uh, he scored 28 or more points last year five times in the entire season. Has done it twice already this year. Now, some of that might be the development of Rodney Hood, but some of that's also just Gordon. I mean, Gordon only went over 33 times all of last year. He did it against Charlotte in a uh, in the double overtime game. He did it against Miami. He did it against the Clippers. Uh, then otherwise, he had two games of 28, so he had five games all year of 28 points or more. And this year, he's got two out of three. He just looks incredible. Just absolutely incredible right now. Same story on Rodney. And, and I think Rodney's, and we talked about this yesterday, but I'm just going to keep hammering on this because I'm so excited about it. But, and maybe, again, this is playing around better players or healthier players or not having the same burden. Um, I asked Quinn about it, and that's a little bit of what he said. But Rodney's averaging 18 points a game through right now. So Rodney went from 9 points to 14.5 to now 18 points a game. His shooting percentages are through the roof right now. I'm not sure that that's sustainable. Um, here's a guy who shot 41 his first year, 42 his second. He's at 48 right now. So now, hey, he's worked on his body. He's worked hard. He's physically stronger. He feels better. He probably wears down at some point. But more importantly, listen to his last six games of scoring. 19, 22, 18, 18, 18, 20. 
six straight games of 18 or more points. Six straight. I, I He got hot last year in January where I think he probably had a similar stretch. But the one criticism or not really criticism, but area where Rodney needed to take the next step of his career was to be more consistent. I mean, you look back at last year at this time, and he's going 17, 10, 8, 7, 16, 10, 20, 16, 13, 9, 12, 3, 6, 17, 23, 4, 9. This stretch he's on right now is only time it's been comparable his career was late January last year. He went 23, 24, 22, 19, 8. This is the longest stretch in his career that he's ever had of consecutive games of 18 or more points. Okay, that's a big deal. I mean, that's the narrowing of the bell curve that we talk about on the show all the time. So those are really, really exciting little developments. And what I think is so great about last night, even though it's a loss, is they did it against Kid Gilchrist and Batum. I'm not sure there's a team out there that has better wing defenders than Charlotte. Charlotte's good. They're they're fourth or fifth, maybe if Boston's really injured. Uh, I think Boston's injured, not broken. Uh, they're They're fourth or fifth in the East. And I've said this a lot. There's five good teams in the East, and that's it. And the rest of them are just awful. And I think we're seeing it. Uh, uh, did Phoenix beat Detroit last night? Stan Van Gundy, by the way, had quite a rant yesterday, uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, today's show, a Thursday live edition of the show, is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. They're located in Pleasant Grove. Rob Taylor, Rob Taylor, for those of you that are veterans of the show, uh, is the guy over there. And uh, what Shamrock Auto Group does is, first of all, they pride themselves on customer service. There's nothing that Rob's more proud of that I can go right now and I can go to their 60 Google reviews and see their rating at 4.9. And if I go uh, and look and I say, you know, let's go most recent review, top notch, just purchased, I have not checked this beforehand, top notch, just purchased our 2016 Ford Explorer from Jake and the team at Shamrock. They're helpful, not pushy. The car was fairly priced. Would have loved to get a little more on my trade-in, but who wouldn't? They were pretty fair on that, too. They were 1,000% better than the blank-de-blank uh, along the way. So, uh, you know, here's another one that comes in uh, from Jessica Anderson. Really impressed with this company. The experience was quick and painless. Lots of good car options, fair prices, friendly staff. Make Made car buying a pleasant experience. That is what is the essence of Shamrock. And if you look through their 60 reviews, it's the same thing. They're 203 North, 2000 West in Pleasant Grove. And their essence is that customer service that we're talking about. So if you are in the market, or frankly, if you know somebody who is in the market to be purchasing a car right now, they're going to save you money. They're going to give you a buying experience that is quick and pleasant. Give Rob a call, 801-319-2250. 801-319-2250. Just give them a call and see what they have to offer. You'll be surprised. And the other one that's so incredible about what they do, they'll go find the car for you. So if you already 
have what you want in your mind and they don't have it in stock, they'll just go find it for you. Call Rob, 319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. All right, let me jump through a few other notes uh, that I have, then we'll get to your questions on the show. Favors and Gobert. Jazz are not closing with it very often, but when it's been on the floor, it's been very good. 86 minutes plus 9.4. Favors was very good in the middle of the lane yesterday. Uh, the offense continues to work. I mean, this is the great mystery. You have to supposedly be small uh, and be stretched and all these things to be able to be successful, and yet this Jazz have been able to play Favors and Gobert and be good offensively now for, for two straight years. Uh, the rotation that the Jazz have is uh, – I'm so bummed that this has that stupid mermaid on this cup because I don't drink their stuff. It's a single one-man protest against that company for um, their owner selling the Sonics. It has My protest does not seem to be having any impact on their global impact on the world. And yet still you have to – so I kind of – I'm going to do this. I'm going to drink off to the side. I bring my own coffee. I make my own. If you like the setup, I could walk you back here and show you the setup, the AeroPress. I know. You don't drink coffee. You don't care. Why am I talking about this? By the way, this is a very artsy hotel. So there's a nice little painting over there. I should take you on like a little visit to this hotel. There's a nice woman looking at me. She kind of looks like, who would that be? I don't know. Nice little pool over here. Not so bad. All right, there you go. For those of you on Facebook Live, you got that little tour for the rest of you. You're like, um, David, this is radio. That did not work very well. Uh, it's actually not radio. It's a podcast. Okay, uh, the rotations are working. There's there's little gaps right now. One of the things I was most excited about was 48 minutes of basketball, of good lineups every night. Uh, there's a little bit of a gap right now for the Jazz as they close the first quarters, and they're having Exum and Ingles, and that group uh, where Alex injury and Boris's injury, I think, and George Hill's injury. Uh, showed up. The other one is Rodney was up at 38 minutes, which is too much. The organization generally, I think, wants to have guys at about 32, 33 minutes a night. So you saw last night the spot where they won the Philadelphia game. They won the Philadelphia game on tip-off, but where they won the Knicks game to open the fourth quarter on the 9-0 run with Rodney, they decided to try to give Rodney an extra three minutes rest to keep him under 38 is too many. I mean, he was playing 38, and you got to get that down to 34, 35. So they tried to Grab those extra three minutes to open the fourth quarter. That's where Charlotte went on the 8-0 run that in a lot of ways changed the game. Uh, and so that's a little one to keep an eye on. That's where A.B. being out. I mean, we're just not, you know, I'm talking about being perfect for 48 minutes. Most teams are not perfect for 48 minutes of of lineups. And I, I, so I thought that jumped out a little bit last night. Uh, that, that end of that, those quarter quarter aspect of things is... Um, a little bit of an issue. Back to the uncontested looks for a second. Uh, I thought this was pretty encouraging. So in the first seven, six games of the year without Gordon Hayward, uh, the Jazz were getting about, I think I tweeted this last night, about 32.5 uncontested looks a game. Since Gordon's come back, they're getting 42. So they since G's come back, the offense is getting way more open looks. He's really creating. He, he's a force right now. He is a force. And teams are having uh, to adapt and deal with him at a at a really high level. All right, let's get to uh, some of the questions um, today. I love this Facebook because I can just scroll through it. I'm not leaning into like give you a hug or anything. Don't worry. 
Uh, all right, I'm concerned about Shelvin Mack. The ball movement seems to disappear when he's in the game. I didn't see last night, so maybe it was better. No, I mean, I think Shelvin is a non... Shelvin is a scoring point guard. Um, you know, Shelvin plays 400 pickup games a summer, like five a day. And I think it shows both positively and negatively. Like, when a play breaks down late in the shot clock, Shelvin's pretty creative and is able to... Uh, get, you know, get things going uh, and make plays. He's much better on the right side of the floor than the left side of the floor, but he doesn't have great vision. He doesn't elevate incredibly. He's very strong, uses his body well, sneaks in for those layups. Uh, but he's not a, he's, you know, he's not a natural shooter. Uh, he's, he's a scorer. He's not a natural passer. He's a, um, you know he'll he'll maybe bring him in a few. He made a great pass last night, um, but that's not his mode. So yeah, I do think he probably over dribbles it um, a little bit. He's a pretty good backup point guard in the NBA. Um, Dante I thought was good at times last night as well. Uh, remember on Mac, I mean let's just. I think the Jazz have done a nice job to develop. I think Mac's gotten a lot better, um, but let's just kind of remember. So he plays, you know, he plays twelve minutes a night as a rookie, but he's a four-year senior rookie. He was drafted, I think, in the second round. So just kind of that's the talent level that people evaluated him at. He gets cut by Washington, and then he gets picked up for Philly for four games, and they let him go. And then he goes to Atlanta, and he plays 20 games for an entire end of that season. Or 2000, he played Washington, Philly, and Atlanta all in a season, played 31 games that entire year. Uh, the next year in Atlanta, he becomes their primary backup, plays 20 minutes a night. Then he becomes their third string. I mean, this is this is a backup point guard whose strength is... And then he plays really well for us last year. He started 27 games, played 31 minutes, scored 13 points a game, four rebounds and five assists, and, and really, I think, improved a, a good deal. But, I mean, he's a career 32% three-point shooter. He's not a knockdown guy. He's just a... He's a solid, serviceable, try-hard good teammate, super guy, um, rotation NBA player. And so when he's starting last night, that's you're asking you're asking a little bit out of him. Uh, the real question is what percentage threes do they make throughout the season? Well, they're at 40% right now. Um, I don't you know, that's a good question in the sense that well, off the top of my head what I don't know is uh, who, what was the who was the league leader last year? So let me check. I think the goal for us is to be a top five three-point shooting team in the league. Last year, Golden State shot 42, but that was an outlier. So San Antonio was at 37-5. Chicago was at 37-1. Portland was at 37. The Raptors were at 37. The Clippers were at 36. So those are the real top five. So if we can be at 37% for the season, I think that's where we'd like to be. Uh, right now, we're the fourth best three-point shooting team in the league at 377 Minnesota's number one. Boy, are they something else when they click in offensively. San Antonio's two, Indiana's three, and Utah's four, Boston's five. Uh, From Michael, have the Jazz had a significant defensive win this season yet? Maybe against the Spurs. Are they getting back to the point where they can do that? You know, I don't feel like they've been very great defensively yet. Uh, And last night, uh, I didn't think they were great defensively at all. Um you know, we're not Boston, who's the worst defensive team in the NBA right now. Uh, we're right on kind of where you want to be. The Clippers are in a different world defensively, particularly after last night. Uh, but I think we're 10th in the league. 
defensively at 101.6, and of that 10th were the fourth best Eastern Western Conference team. Uh, and you'd, we'd probably like to be elite below 100. Let's play some not very good teams and, and see if we can get there. Maybe, you know, frankly, Orlando and Miami are not very good offensive teams yet, so maybe that'll happen. Uh, if you're looking to go to a sporting event or a concert or anything and you need a ticket, SeatGeek is the answer. SeatGeek with the promo code LOJAZ. L-O-Jazz will send you $20 back on your first purchase. Why SeatGeek? Well, SeatGeek puts all of the tickets available from every single site into one place, so you don't say, so you don't have to look around. You save time. You never miss a deal. And you can also set price alerts for upcoming events, which is, I think, really, really cool. So if the tickets fall, you can get them. Then they rank every ticket for you. So you look onto your mobile phone and you say, oh, I want to go to this week's game at section at BYU or the University of Utah or an upcoming NBA game. I'm traveling on the road and I want to see the Jets. I, I ran into my buddy Zach Lambert yesterday and his buddy and his brother and his buddy. And they're actually, and they bought their tickets for the Miami and Orlando game on SeatGeek because they went on the road to see the Jazz. And they used the promo code L-O-Jazz. Well, they might have used LOCK, but I think they used L-O-Jazz. Uh, to get your $20 rebate. So, number one, all the tickets in one place. Number two, ticket score there. And number three, all guaranteed. So, go right now, download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, add the promo code LOJAZZ, and you'll send you $20 after you make your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app now, and the promo code is LOJAZZ. All right, back to the questions. Uh, is Gordon an all-star? I, I mean... I, 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 uh, yeah, so here, I don't like the question. You know that. Um, and here's why, Vlad. Two things. Uh, one, I don't care. I guess Gordon probably does. So maybe it's a good question. Two, he's played three games. So I guess I could answer it this way and, I, and the way I should have answered instead of being live and having a reaction that now I'm regretting uh, is if Gordon Hayward is to average 26 points, six rebounds, and three assists a game, he will be an all-star. Okay? So, yes. Uh, he's played three games, though, so that seems early. The other one, though, that's about an all-star is I don't think there's any chance Gordon can make the all-star team this year. So, Carl Anthony Towns and Damian Lillard did not make the all-star team last year. So, those two are going to make the all-star team this year. Now, you've got to find, so Kobe's off. Maybe LaMarcus Aldridge is off. Now, who else? Who else is not making the All-Star team that made the All-Star team last year to get Gordon on? And, oh, by the way, Andrew Wiggins is out there. I, I would be surprised if Minnesota, without winning a great deal, got got two two guys in there. But Andrew Wiggins is doing Number one, former number one pick of the draft. He's a player, actually, by the way, on our season preview on Locked on NBA that I chose to have the most different year. He's averaging 24 points, four rebounds, two assists, and suddenly shooting you know, 64% from three. Probably not sustainable, but he's right in that conversation. So when you, when you have this conversation and you start to say, well, is he an all-star? The, the real part of this is somebody, somebody has to come off the list. And that, to me, is, uh, you know, that, that to me is, the hard, is, is much more difficult than trying to, you know, is Gordon all-star caliber? Absolutely. Um, and is he playing great? Absolutely. Does the game look crazy easy? Yes. And is he really, really good right now? Yes. But 
you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to knock guys off. We got five guys in the league averaging 30 points a game right now. DeRozan, Westbrook, Davis, Harden, and Lillard. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Harden, by the way, is we got 31 points and 13 assists a game. I'm not sure Blake Griffin was an all-star last year. I have to check. Um, Tyson, uh, I know you're optimistic about how our record would be. You were no, I was unoptimistic. I know you were optimistic about how our record would be through the first level. I thought we'd be four and seven. When when uh, Gordon got hurt, I thought we'd be four and seven. So we're what five and four. If we go get the next two, it's crazy. If we can go get the next two games, it's absurd what happens with this team. Uh, I I think, I I don't want to bore everyone, it's bad podcasting and bad radio, but I believe that if we, uh, I believe if we come back from this trip, we're favored in 13 of our next 16. Now I want to do it. I know it's such bad radio, David, though, don't do it. Oh, I'm seriously considering doing it. Do I do it? Should I do it? Oh, wait, I have Facebook Live. People can tell me. Do we walk through that? Is that like death on death radio, or do we walk through it? I'm getting thumbs up across the board on the schedule. Um, You know, this is not always the greatest way uh, to do things. But here, walk through this with me for a second. We're home against the Grizzlies. Now, that's a hard one because it's a first game back from a road trip to a road game. We get two days off, we play the Bulls. We uh, a lot of thumbs up. Okay, so we're favored. I think we're favored in both those. I actually could go to five thirty eight. They haven't gotten anything else right in like six months, but I could go to them and they have a projection on it. Uh, we go to Houston. I don't think we're favored. We play Denver on the back end of a back to back. I don't think we're favored. We play Atlanta at home. Oh, we play Denver at home with a bunch of rest. I think we're favored. We play Atlanta at home. I think we're favored. We go to Minnesota. I don't think we're favored. We play Houston, Miami, and Denver at home. We're favored. So that right there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, 10 games. Where I have us favored in seven of those. Um, I can't get to my desk. Oh, no. I can't get to my desktop right now um, to get the rest of the schedule like I wanted to. Um, so give me one second. I'll pull up the rest of it. Uh because, <clears throat> and so that right, you know, that right there is the first stretch. And then I think we're home. Uh, let me walk through. It's such an easy site. Uh, then after that, we have, uh, we're at L.A., who's good, but we probably are favored or close. Home against Phoenix. We're favored. Home against the Warriors, we're not favored. They do play the night before. Home against Sacramento. Home against OKC. Home against Dallas. So between, maybe maybe it's 14 of 18. So there's really a chance, and you don't win every game you're favored, but there's a really a chance if we can come home, if we get one or two, one of the next two, and come home at 6-5 and five or 7-4, and four, that you're playing, and I'm just going to count it out. I know it's boring. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I can do this. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen games. I think we're favored in twelve or twelve or thirteen of the sixteen. So, 
you know, you can start playing around with what that schedule would be. It'd be pretty exciting. Um, Spencer Johnson, what's the hold up in extending George Hill? Well, two things. One, I don't think you legally can do it yet. And two, <clears throat> um, the Jazz could only extend either Derek Favors or George Hill, not both. So they need to discuss both. And three, uh, he has to be willing to do it. That that would be, that would probably be the next one. Um, is he he has to be willing to do it and not go to free agency? And I I've talked to George. It's not that he's not willing to do it. He's just never been a free agent in his career before, and so it's you know there's a chance he might want to. And there's some teams, um, namely San Antonio, who would be willing to pay him an awful lot of money. Uh, I don't like Stumptown Coffee. Someone was asking. Coffee is great. It's yes, I agree. Uh, what is wrong with Trey Lyles, and do we overrate him? Uh, no, he's not making his shots right now. So, la- so what's wrong with Trey Lyles? Ten point six rebounds off the bench last night. I mean, he's not hitting his three. So, you know, that's the only thing that's wrong with Trey is that his three point shot, which last year was money. Uh, is a little off to start the year, which is surprising because for most of camp it looked perfect. Uh, we haven't had a practice day in forever, uh, so it's probably hard for someone to grab their their game back. But he's he's you know I think he's having he's coming off the bench, he's playing um, different minutes, and he's eight of thirty three from three right now. He's just not making shots. That's what's wrong with him. I think he'll be fine. I'm not particularly worried at all. What is the argument for playing Mack at backup point guard over Exum? I feel like Exum at the one with Ingles getting some wing minutes fits a lot better with our personnel. Mack is too ball dominant. I mean, I've, you know, I, I think they're they're both what they are. They both played 24 minutes last night. They both had different aspects. Dante's pretty non-effective offensively. Um, and so you have Dante and you have Dante on the floor. Uh, Dante's handle's not great, too. Kemba goes and gets in on Dante. He might have a little bit of a hard time. Uh, when is the pack going to be updated? Uh, ten games, usually. It's the first time I do it. Is there any timetable for AB's return? No, nope, he's rehabbing, and hopefully that the surgery allows him to get back faster. It did not sound as though it's season-ending or anything. I think the expectation is down back, but then, boy, it's been a long time. Uh, West is too good for him to make the All-Star game. It's a shame. Do it, do it, do it. It's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. Uh, those those are all truthful comments. Uh, this is Locked on Jazz. By the way, if you'd like to advertise on the program and get to reach men between the ages of 25 and 54 or 18 to 44, 97% men, 74% between those two demographics, uh, you can figure out the Venn diagram there. Uh, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. We have a few spots available uh, running up to the first of the year, and we open up a tiny bit after the first of the year if you'd like to get on the show and get the inventory. Jazz are back home next week. Tickets for that are available at utahjazz.com. few notes from around the NBA, unless somebody has any other questions, they're going to um, submit before we're, we're all done about this. Um, the Clippers are unreal right now. The Clippers are suddenly acting like last year's Warriors. It's not stunning, people. They have four of the top 25 players in the league if, if J.J. Redick is right. Otherwise, they have three of the top 15. It's it's really not um, uh, it's it's not completely stunning. They their defense is on another planet. I thought they looked great when we saw them earlier. Uh, they have beat good teams. There's nothing about what's taking place with the Clippers right now that is a false pretense, and probably have to really go into a conversation of being a possible title contender very soon. 
They're seven games in, and they're blowing people out. Their net rating is 16. Atlanta's net rating is 10. Uh, San Antonio, by the way, lost again yesterday. They're 5-3. and three. I understand San Antonio's system, and I understand San Antonio's uniform, and I understand all that. Tell me where Patty Mills, who's basically their starting point guard, ranks in the NBA of starting point guards. Tell me, tell me where that is. Because I think it's probably about 25th. Am I wrong on that? Let's talk about what Western Conference point guard is Patty Mills better than? Manuel Moutier? I think it's a it's a, an issue. Uh, Boston, uh, Orlando, by the way, who we play next has a minus eleven differential. They're they're really scuffling. I, I'm going to be interested to watch them. I'm going to go probably ride the bike and watch them right now. Uh, Boston has the worst defense in the NBA right now. Orlando is second, and Indiana is third. It's really uh, strange to see. Uh, Minnesota, when they click in offensively, are something else. They are the fifth-best offensive team in the league right now. By the way, the offensive teams are lining up like they're supposed to. Cleveland's one. Uh, Golden State is two. Chicago's the surprise at four. Minnesota is five. Uh, Boston is three. And Houston's walking up that to become the sixth-best offensive team in the league. San Antonio, for my criticism just there, a minute ago is the seventh-best offensive team in the league, so maybe not to worry about it. But it's really interesting. The best teams in the league have just lined The offensive teams have just lined up already. Cleveland, Golden State, Boston, Chicago, Minnesota, Houston, San Antonio, Toronto, Atlanta, the Clippers, Hornets, Jazz. I don't think there's any... I don't think that list is going to get dramatically different. Miami can't score. Orlando can't score, 76ers can't score, Pelicans can't score, Grizzlies can't score, Thunder struggle to score, Pistons struggle to score, Nuggets struggle to score. Uh, Hawks' Dennis Schroeder was minus 17 last night in an eight-point win. Shoe on that. The, oh, Mike J. Jones says, are we just doing something different on D than we did last year? It seems like we are down a bit defensively, or is it just me? Could be a result of adding new guys. We're playing small more, which I think takes away a little bit of our defensive um, – prowess. Uh, now, with that said, we're the 10th-ranked defensive team in the league right now. We were 7th last year. Let's see uh, if all those other teams hang in there the way they are, or if they fade off, or if we get a little bit better uh, and see whether or not that happens. We also have had one game with our full unit, right? We've had one game with George Hill, Rodney Hood, and Gordon Hayward defending on the wings. One. 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 And we're 5-4. and four. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow for Locked on Jazz. Locked on NBA, the coach, go grab that. And then Roland Lazenby will be coming up here uh, today as well. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it.